Bismillah ar-Rahman ar-Rahim. Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullah. Welcome to the 14th session of Midnight Moments. So yesterday we were talking about the need to focus our attention on what is our part. So what we have control over. And understanding this, this locus of control, having an internal locus of control. And this really comes down to managing ourselves and not trying to manage too much of what is Allah's domain. And so we've talked a lot about the need to be present and connecting to our being in order to remain centered. And this practice helps to fine tune and, and sort of um, put into focus this internal locus of control. What we're doing is we're coming into a place of being present with what is, present with where we are in the moment, and this brings us into our attention of this internal locus of control. And so we, we literally need to be locating, physically locating our concept of self in our being, because this is where our agency is. Um, and so to do this fully, uh, we need to occupy our being and our body to sort of locate ourselves in time and space. And so, you know, this is something that we, we, uh, we don't have a lot of experience doing in the lives that we live for the most part. We, we get so disconnected from our bodies. We identify ourselves. often when we think of ourselves, we identify it as our thoughts, our mind. We talk about the mind we, and, you know, this notion of I think, therefore I am. And so we become these like talking heads where our whole identity is just our head. And we, it's almost like we're, um, you know, disembodied, really. Um, and for a lot of us right now, in the in the current times we're in our work our social time all of this interaction is limited to our heads in boxes on zoom screens which is quite literally me right now as i'm talking to you and so i think you know this is a a widespread global problem but i think particularly with the muslim ummah we've become very disconnected from a notion of physical health being connected to spiritual health. And the notion that physicality is really integrated with our spirituality. And we've really become disaggregated both in the way that we live in the world, in our societies, and then just in ourselves, our experience of self becomes disaggregated. Um, remember we talked about the model and all these different uh, parts and what we tend to identify with just a part of that, you know, the, the akal or the, the, what we call the mind. And so Islam is an embodied religion. Our ibadah is physical. Salah is a physical act, engaging the body. It engages the will, all parts of the being, right? So we're not just connecting with this abstract notion of the soul, but we're engaging our body in this process of, of worship. Um, and so it's behavioral, cognitive, emotional, spiritual, like all of these 
elements, the, the nafs, the ruh, the aql, the qalb, and integrating all of these. And all of these aspects exist. These, this is the soul, right? This is one soul, but that soul exists in a body. And so we need to engage our body to engage our soul and be present. You know, in order to be present with ourselves, this presence that we've been talking about, we, we really need to be present in our bodies, which is why the breathing practice, you know, and, and, uh, and uh, when we look at uh, Mahasabi's steps of coming into contemplation, it's first physical, checking your body, um, being present in your body. And so this is locating us in the here and now. You know, it's coming into this existing in the moment. But we, we really have to learn or sometimes relearn how to consciously occupy our bodies. And physical physicality or physical activity helps us be grounded and present in ourselves. So, you know, we talked about the fitra lifestyle and how in, in the older days we used to be as just sort of as a people in general, used to be more connected to physical, you know, physicality was part of our lives. People had jobs that were having physical labor, uh, spent more time outside. Um, even transportation was physical, you know, riding horses, things like this. And so now, because we've become so disaggregated from that type of life and we're sedentary and we have these, you know, connection through Zoom and, and uh, you know, we're sitting a lot, we now need to supplement that with engaging our body. And, and that actually needs to become integrated with our spiritual practice. It's not a luxury, it's a necessity. It's really a necessity for, for spiritual health, physical health, mental health. Um, the Prophet وسلم, was physical. We look at the life of the Prophet and the Sahaba, um, it was physical, you know, they were, they were doing work. They were uh, walking along uh, to get to places, riding horses, which is a physical act. And the Prophet ﷺ, we know, recommended physical activity, the Sunnah sports, right? Horseback riding, archery, swimming, wrestling. Um, and there's a specific wisdom in each of these sports. They actually all have unique therapeutic aspects to them. Um, but we need to, you know, some of those things are not practical for our lives. Um, if we can do those specific sports, it's 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 uh, better and it's good because, like I said, it's not just about being physical, but those things actually have specific things that align our will with our um, spirit and our soul, our being. But really, any any activity, any sport or physical activity that does a similar thing is going to be really important to integrate into your routine of um, you know, making Islam integrated into your, into your life and making it practical. And so these, you know, it's good for health. Yes, everybody knows that doing physical, physical activity is good for your health, good for longevity, but it's really important for this embodying Islam, walking the path. Um, and it's about integrating your amal 
with niya, your action with your intention, making your actions purpose-driven and so that they become part of your spiritual walking. Um, you know, the Sahaba were building, in Medina, they're building a community, right, with their hands and their, their sweat and their, their physically working to build, you know, their work was integrated with their deen. And this really creates a sense of purpose and psychological well-being and balance um, that we, if we don't have, we need to work harder to recreate and create this relationship between our physicality and sort of our, our work in the world and our ibadah, really. And so now uh, we need to go to a gym, perhaps, or we need to... You know, if you're not, if you don't have work that's physically, physical labor, you need to find some way to supplement it so that you have this connection. Um, and it can be different for different people. You know, some people are limited with their physical bodies. And so it's a matter of doing whatever is uh, possible for you and is practical for you. But again, this isn't about, uh, you know, so if you go to the gym, it's not about building muscles or looking good. Well, there is something to be said with when you when you feel good, when you look good, you feel good, but this isn't the reason why uh, this type of physical activity that I'm talking about. It's really about activating your will and aligning it with your soul. Um, so I, I go to the gym, I lift weights, but I'm not going to build muscle. What I'm, when I'm uh, lifting weights, I'm literally making a connection between my, my mind my body and my intention and my sort of spiritual being so that when I'm, when I'm you know, isolating these muscles, it's like I'm um, reminding myself where I am, you know, sort of focusing on each aspect, each little part of my body and bringing myself into presence in my body. And so this is what the practice does for me and sort of connecting all these parts and really coming into this place of of being, um, reminding myself where I am and focused on what I have control over. Remember we talked about this from yesterday, this creates a sense of, um, you know, sorting out what, what, what is our domain versus what is out of our control. And when we focus what, what, what is not in our control, we sort of spiral. Um, and so it's coming into what do I, where am I, locating myself and so this is what this practice can do um, and it's really about it helps with mastering the self um, you know not just we've talked about mahasabha and really understanding our intentions and our tendencies um, but really bringing this into all aspects of our being and it really should be whatever's practical for you like I said um, you know, if you if you can do archery and swimming and horseback riding and wrestling, this is this is better because these have therapeutic effects. But you know, going hiking, taking long walks, uh, doing something that puts you into your body. I think team sports are a bit different. There's something about developing your own um, individual uh, mastery of the body, which is a, an important aspect of this. And so, you know, this is sunnah. This is indicated by our Prophet And it's also in line with research and physiology and mental health. 
um, but it's really a critical factor in coming into being and walking this balanced way of living Islam uh, practically in the world. And like, like our ibadah, it should be constant. You know, it should be a routine, something that is uh, structured in our life so that we can fully benefit from it. We don't really benefit as much if it's sporadic. So it's about integrating this into our routine to create this, uh, this uh, vessel and this sort of container for ourselves to, this is about constancy. This is what we'll be talking about tomorrow, is the importance of having a committed routine to keep you uh, balanced. So this is a really, really important aspect that we'll, we'll delve into tomorrow, inshallah. Um, so uh, there was a question from uh, previous sessions I think I wanted to answer in this context. So when I attempt to do the meditation work there, I focus too much on my breath and I cannot think about my state of presence. What would you suggest to help me draw into presence? So the more that you're in your body, the more that you can be comfortable in your body. So I, I say like comfortable in your own skin. Um, this will help you be present. Um, you're locating yourself in your body, like I'm saying. And so don't focus too much on the mechanics of breath. It's really just a matter of when we were talking about practicing breathing, it's to get, uh, train yourself to come into conscious breath. But then once you can sort of get familiar with breathing consciously and regulating, then you can sort of let that uh, go into the background. And this is why focusing on First, focusing on your body, letting your uh, hands relax, letting your ear focus and then go away. It's really bringing your presence into your body can help you draw into presence more. And then another question was, um, uh, what is your, what is my, your or Islamic opinion on psychosomatic pain? What is its relation to self-reflection and the heart and what can we do to avoid it? It's interesting. Uh, we, we don't want to avoid it. Um, you know, I think this is what we often think is, you know, you feel something pain, it's uncomfortable. And so you want to do what you can to get around it, avoid it. But remember we talked about the only way to really transform is to go through, not around. So we're not avoiding. Um, and, you know, there's a reality to psychosomatic pain in that our whatever is out of balance in our system is going to manifest in what usually multiple parts of that system. So, you know, we have physical manifestations of imbalances in our, in our soul, in our akal, in our, in our sort of our sometimes even mental thinking can manifest in physical because it's all interconnected. And so I find that Oftentimes people, it's, it's an easier path to look at the physical things that come up because they're, they're clear indicators. You can feel pain, right? Whereas sort of delving into understanding thoughts and your soul and your, it's, it's much more abstract. And so these are good indicators for where to focus. And so when we, again, you let it unfold, so, so not avoiding it, but being with the pain and spending time sort of breathing into that, letting it open, and then um, this, this practice of 
contemplation and allowing the, the illumination to happen. Remember again, that fourth stage of the Ghazali outline, that's part of it is this light coming in allows for transformation. And so you want to sort of allow the pain to be there while you're remembering Allah and bringing in this light. And this, this actually has an incredibly healing potential. So one last question from, from today is just, would you describe what you're saying as kind of movement meditation? Yes, I mean, um, I think it's important to have times when you're, when you're coming into a place of, you know, we talked about the, the stages and the process of tafakkur, doing that, but what it is is about integrating that into your movement throughout the world, right? So we don't wanna just have contemplation and connecting with Allah and connecting with ourselves only in these times when we can find a place where it's quiet and peaceful because it's rare that we're, we have the opportunity to be there. But those times when we're able to sort of sit and close our eyes and be in contemplation are ways of building our capacity to be in a state of presence so that we can come back to that place when we're in the world in the midst of chaos. And so, yes, in a sense, it's a movement meditation. It's really breathing or, or bringing this sort of dhikr or, or being in a state of remembrance into our waking and walking lives. And this is about integrating our, our Islam with our dunya lives, which is critical. So, um, Tomorrow, inshallah, we will we will talk about this notion of uh, constancy and and routines, particularly building off this notion of having physical practices, adding them to the other practices that we've been talking about, and developing patterns and routines to stay on track. Thanks for joining me. Hope to see you again tomorrow. Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullah.